As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. What's Next for Women Like Us with Linda Rendelman is a space that dives deep into women's stories and strategies for creating their most authentic lives. Listen as Linda, award-winning author, coach, and founder of Women Like Us Foundation, brings guests together to get personal, inspire, and motivate women everywhere to actualize their dreams. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to What's Next for Women Like Us. I'm your host, Linda Rendleman. It's another Thursday, and we're live on Women for Women Network. I'm so excited to be with you today. And I just want to remind you that this is all about women finding their most authentic lives. And I have a great guest today, Marilyn Wilson. She's an author, she's a speaker, she's a freelance writer, and and she is going to talk with us a whole bunch today about that, that very thing, and her own personal story to find her most authentic life. But I also want to talk with you about a couple of things first. You, if you, If this is the first time that you're on my show, you may not know it, but I'm a coach, and what I do is I guide women to create meaningful, easy ways to chronicle their life experiences so they can leave a lasting legacy for their loved ones and a guiding light for other women. And I have a really cool thing that I'm doing. It's like my Valentine gift for you. I'm gonna guide you through sharing your personal stories for clarity and healing, chronicling the roadmap of what made you the woman you are today, Uh, Or maybe you want to tell your inspiring legacy and put it down for your family. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually be selecting three women for this very, very, very deeply discounted offer. And uh, I'm going to find out more. You're going to find out more when you go to my website. It's going to be up by Valentine's Day and go through it in one entire month. So you can go to what's next for women like us.com and see my offer. Give me a couple hours. I was running a little bit late this morning. Um, and then you can also hit the contact page. And what I want to know is tell me why you would like to share your story. And just know that you could even get possibly somebody is going to get a spot right here on our podcast and our live radio show, What's Next for Women Like Us. So I can't wait to to meet you and to hear the reasons why you want to tell your story. And you're going to get access to me to help you get that done and definitely help you get started and down the road on that. So 
anyway, I'm excited about doing that. I can't wait to, to meet you all. Also, just do remember that we are live on Women, Women for Women Network uh, every Thursday, right now, 12 o'clock uh, Pacific time and then 3 o'clock Eastern, and you have to do the math in between. Time zones are not my thing. But um, when you do, you can get on iHeart, where all the different podcasts are if you miss it live. And I'd love it if you would subscribe and follow. That way you don't miss who's coming up next as our guests. And it just gives you an ability to re to listen, actually, on your own time, because I know sometimes schedules are hard. Um, also, what's next for womenlikeus.com? We have a subscribe button. You can get involved and be a part of our newsletter as well. Lots of ways, lots of ways that we can meet one another and do great things. But I want to talk about something today that um, it's really actually, I've never done this before. I'm actually a little nervous right now because I'm going to tell you, and I'd love to get your opinion about something that happened to me this week that's been really tough for me, honestly. And um, I want to talk about telling the truth. And I want to talk about why sometimes I don't think we take the time to find our own truth. So here's what happened. I have a very, I have a person that I love very much. She's a young lady, teenager, and she, I'm very, very close to her in many ways. Uh, and she reached out to me some time ago and was, was needing my help. And I immediately was there for her because she means so much to me and I love her and she, and I, I, I helped her out. And then, um, I started helping her out more and she would tell me when she needed help and, you know, we'd text together or we'd get on the phone and then I would do what I could do to help her again and again. And then I learned recently that she really didn't need my help. And it was, it was, it was kind of, I hate to use this word because I care about her so much, but it was, it was really a bit of a manipulation that was going on. And I became really sad about it. And I wondered why that was necessary for us to have a relationship like that when, when it wasn't necessary, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So um, yeah, I was really sad about it for a while and I, I didn't know how to, how to talk to her or how to resolve these feelings that I was having inside that there was really reasons that she really didn't need my help as much. And I got very upset, very worried about it and did everything I could do. Um, and then I remembered the article that Alison Fallon had written, and I reread that, and it's about the magical power of telling the truth and writing it down. And so I spent some time just this morning writing and writing and writing about what, how this relationship became the one, the way it did. And I realized that I didn't really use my truth in the relationship either. Uh, and honestly, I suspected maybe the need wasn't there, but I made up my own answers to myself. I, I think I, I think I knew all along that maybe it wasn't really a truthful relationship, but I just didn't want to face it. And I didn't want to face it because her need helped me to be attached to her and hear from her and talk with her and, and. I just had more contact with her. And that was so, so important to me to keep that, that relationship going. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes we need to tell ourselves the truth. And that's where I was at this morning. And through my writing, Alison Fannin is right. And of course, I talk all the time about writing, writing and telling your stories. But through the writing, I was able to work through what my true role was in that relationship. And I really think I also did my part. I, I fed the need that maybe wasn't really as, as needful as I thought it was because I didn't want to look at the truth that there might be some other things going on. And um, honestly, it's the first time I've ever really talked on this show about 
my own personal life, but I just felt like I was ready to share that with you who are listening today. Um, yeah, I, I lied to myself about the situation. I, I didn't want to face the truth on my end. And uh, I, I, think it, I think it was a two-way street, quite honestly. So we'll have that talk. And um, that's the other piece that's important about truth. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves the truth. Well, all the time we need to tell ourselves the truth. But the world is so crazy and it's so busy and it's so easy just to bury what we should be addressing. And sometimes we also need to be brave enough to tell others our truth. But before we do that, we have to know what our truth is. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, And then it really does go back to writing, sitting down and writing and just putting words on a page makes such a difference in what's what our understanding of ourselves is. (sighs) All right. I'm very, very excited to introduce my guest, Marilyn Wilson. She's a freelance writer, a published author, a speaker. She has a big passion for interviewing. Her current career began at age 50 when she threw caution to the wind and answered a Craigslist ad from a New York fashion magazine, although she didn't have any experience, when they surprisingly accepted two of her story ideas. Proof positive, it's never too late to embrace a new passion. And also going fast forward, Marilyn loves to share the unique journeys of inspiring individuals. She interviewed me last week, which was so much fun. And in 2007, this led her to co-launch a successful, innovative magazine focused on professionals working in the local fashion industry. Her articles have been featured in publications such as Rain Magazine from New York and Scon Magazine from London. Uh, She's written two books. Uh, Her first book was titled Life Outside the Box, and it was a bunch of her favorite interviews, quite honestly. We'll tell you where you can where you can see those and her website and get involved in all of that. And then her second book, The Wisdom of Listening, The Wisdom of Listening, where she shares her decade long journey of interviewing through the many life changing pieces of wisdom that she's received in those interviews. Marilyn, we're going to be talking today about all things authentic life. I love your message because when you start us off. You say you do not need to change who you are. You are exactly who you are meant to be. And we're going to get in that. It's a joy, Marilyn, to have you here. I am so excited to be here. I have been so inspired listening to this podcast and the chance to come on and share my story is exciting. And listening to, I've already got goosebumps, like I'm really excited about today. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. And and so let's start this way. We're all about stories here. So I would love to start with you telling us some of your story that brought you to understand and promote this direction that you are headed, this we don't need to change, we are who we are meant to be, and to promote this to others. So I'm, I'm going to step back here and let you let you give us some background how you worked into where you are today. I uh, was born in the Midwest in a tiny little town. I was the only daughter. They had two brothers of a minister and his wife. And back then, the expectations were very, very clear. I would be cute and lovable with a compassionate heart. I would love school. I would love the church. I would love to play piano. I would hopefully grow up and marry a minister and play in the church. Like My life was laid out before me. The problem was, that's not who I was. I was puppy dog tails. I was ADD. My mind raced. I was impatient. And I just could not fit into the role that was expected of me. There was so little information back then. My parents didn't do a bad job. They just didn't know what was going on. There was not the awareness that there is today. So from a young age, I just assumed I was broken. The message was really clear that if I could just change those lumps and bumps, if I could just stop being that intense person who was incredibly curious and nosy, um, I would be loved and the people around me would be happy and I couldn't do it. So I, I grew up 
quite hiding my inner self. I had a hard time making friends. I had a few, thankfully. Um, I went on to study psychology and I was in my master's uh, program when I realized that field was just too negative for me. And I walked away. And for the next couple decades, I moved, I took minor jobs. I ended up getting married to a wonderful man who made me feel loved the way I was, but it never was easy for me socially. I had a really, really hard time uh, opening up to people and understanding how to build connections. Um, my kids were bullied, which of course brought a lot of guilt as well. If I was a good mother, my kids, I would be able to solve this. Um, and that caused a lot of family dysfunction uh, in our family. The guilt was enormous. So. When they were teenagers, I had been so involved in their life, I ended up a stay-at-home mom, which I had never tended to do, but they were not safe going to school and home. They needed um, emotionally some support every day. And when they were ready for me to step back, I literally sat down on Craigslist and said, look, if I don't do something, I can't back off. And I saw this ad for this New York magazine, and my daughter had done a little bit of freelance modeling, so I knew a few designers locally, and I thought, oh. I got A's in high school English. How hard can this be? <laughs> Literally, I, I was clueless. So I, I was so happy when some were accepted. And I was sitting in my first interview and I had the little old micro cassette recorder back then. And um, this uh, First Nations woman who was a fashion designer started telling me her story. And I had always been considered nosy. I am so curious about people and how they live. And I'm leaning forward and I've got goosebumps. And it went on for two hours. It was absolute heaven. And I walked out of there and I swear there were sparkles in the, the sky. And I thought, this is what I meant to do. This is amazing. This is why I'm so curious about people. Look at this. And then I had to write, which was not easy. And then I had the magazine folded before my stuff went to print. And a year later, I'm still knocking on doors and nobody wants me. I'm an older woman. I've been home for 15 years. I don't have um, credentials in the journalism field. And there were no, no doors opening. Um, and so I literally sat down on Craigslist again, and I think my post was something like, I just want to write. I live in Vancouver. I know a few fashion designers, and I don't care if I get paid. I think that was it. And I met a photographer and web designer who was launching an online magazine on the fashion world locally. We were going to feature just local people. And I jumped on board, and after six months, I quickly realized somebody needed to handle more than the photography. And so I took over the editing, finding writers, setting schedules. So here I am a year and a half later, thrust in the local fashion world. I knew nothing about fashion, nothing. Uh, my husband cut my hair. My clothes came from the equivalent of Kmart. I'm in Canada at this point. Um, people looked at me askew out in the public like, who is she? Why is she here? I didn't know the designers' names. I didn't have the knowledge base. But I was so passionate about what I wanted to do. And I was so respectful. Everybody got a chance to see their stories before they went to print. Let, let, me, let, me jump, let me jump in here for oh, just yes, a sorry. second, if I could. You know what? I think I've got some mic problem because I just, I just uh, you weren't hearing me. And I, anyway, sorry about that, no, everyone. not at all. You can hear me now fine, though. Yes. Um, okay, so what was, I'd like to go back for just a second and stop you right there and then we'll pick up again. But sure. what, what was it? How did you feel when you heard people's stories? I'm really interested. That's such a passion of yours that what, what came up inside that made you passionate about all of these, about doing interviews and learning all about people? Because I know you're, you're very good at it. What was that like for you initially when you found that out? I, I, I don't know why I have this twitch. It came from the time I was young. Um, I always could ask, I'd be listening to somebody talk and ask the question that would put them into tears or that would open a door or that would, um, there's something about me that is incredibly drawn to it. And so when I listen to people talk and tell their stories, there are actually moments I have a physical reaction. 
I will get goosebumps from head to toe. And those are the moments I really pay attention to because sometimes it's a lesson for me. Sometimes it's a piece of wisdom that needs to be handed on. It's it's just an for me the gift is hearing their stories. And well, what you know, I, it's it's I'm I'm wondering if it's also because you you can put yourself right directly into their shoes and you feel like you're you're at w- almost at one with them or or certainly right there with them as they're telling you about their lives. And I just think that's so cool. And you and like I said, you have a gift for doing the interviews. So um I don't know. I was just curious about that. So you really I, don't know for sure, right? <laughs> I have never heard it explained that way. And mm. it hits a chord for me. So thank you. Okay. When I am listening to somebody's story, I am there. It's my. It's like re- getting caught up in a book. I And that's why they open up to me because they can tell I am so caught up in their story. I am my whole being and my soul. On a good interview, the world disappears and I every word is like a drop in a puddle. Um, but it's like being caught up in a good book. When somebody shares verbally their story with me and you're sitting with them, mm-hmm. your energies kind of connect. It's it's an amazing experience. I, I, I Thank you. I just have never heard it explained that way. But yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. And of course, with now being the virtual world that it is, um, I don't know. Do you still get that when you do yes. when you do when, Oh, cool. Okay. The the Why problem not? is the problem is they're mostly distance now, and that doesn't happen as much through mm-hmm. digital. Mm-hmm. It's when you're face to face with people. So the challenge this last year, I really have done almost no interviews. They've been pretty yeah. much um, email ones because I need that connection, that 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 energy connection to really be there the way I need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I guess it's really, it's your passion. And I mean, I know for me, when I'm doing what I'm completely passionate about, I get those goosebumps too. Not every day, but a lot, a lot yep. when something when something comes to a crescendo of a, uh, like with our foundation, when we actually were able to get all those computers and start a computer lab for women that live in the slums in Africa. And what that feels like, it is, I do get those cold chills. So you, 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 we, you know, we, I think that's it. It's just, it's the passion that is pulled in as well. And we all have our own different passions. So what can we move forward to the 50 year old becoming a writer? (laughs) (laughs) So I guess what's important for, for listeners at this point to understand is when you're, um, at 50, going back into the workforce and, and embracing a career that that's new to you, there is skepticism around you. I mean, certainly my family thought it was a hobby. Um, when we bought our house, my husband, after I'd launched a magazine and done all this stuff, put me down as a housewife without thinking uh, because the paycheck doesn't come right away. People don't take it seriously. So I earned my reputation in the public eye faster because there is nothing like hard work and determination and passion. They are your superpowers. When you're starting at a later age in a new career, you got to build those opportunities yourself. For me, it was I, I did it through Craigslist. For other people I know have launched podcasts or something that that opened the doors for them. But you have to be creative. But the support did not... My family supports me, but the the being taken seriously, I had to earn in the outside world. But I and hope you know, that makes sense. No, well, I'm an, also an entrepreneur and have been my all in my entire life, except for maybe a couple of years when I got out of college. And uh, no, I I actually do understand that, and that also goes along with if you if you are an entrepreneur, you're doing your own thing, and then throw in the fact that you can work from anywhere, which many times is your home. Uh, and then and then it's like, well, it's not a real job. So, you know, we can ask her to do this X, Y, or Z because, you know, it's not really a job. Um, I, oh, yeah. I think a lot of us, there's a lot of women out here that could be raising their hands right now say, <laughs> saying the exact same thing that we're talking about. It It can be. It can be not taking, not taken seriously. And, you know, you can do amazing things in the world and not make a lot of money and, you know, define success, right? I think it's so important uh, for people to, 
while I know we need to have an income, we need to take an income out of our definition of success. Success for me is not tied to income. Income is something I need to live. And so when you're starting out, especially on a new career, if you tie it all to the the money at the bottom of the day, it's going to be very discouraging. So I encourage people to look at their passions and define success in a way that's achievable as you start a new new thing. It's it's certainly nice to turn around one day and say, look, look, it's become financially viable. I'm I'm not saying that's not a good goal, but we get driven by our passions. And your definition of success should come from those passions. For me, um, especially my second book. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That was such a labor of uh, such a joyous experience because the best way I've had it described was as I was interviewing, um, after a couple of years, I suddenly realized that people were handing me bits of wisdom that were actually changing me. They were helping me come to a place of self-acceptance. I was understanding more about myself and what I wanted, and I was coming to a place of self-love. And what, so, what age were you at that time? Oh, man, uh, probably about 55, 56. Yes, I finally, this is so cool. I that, finally that so began, cool. I finally began to understand how to build community, who, what making a friend was where I should look for them. Um, I was exposed to the Japanese uh, idea of beauty and decay and in, and in broken bits, they fill a broken thing with gold and it becomes more valuable. I began to look at uh, the concept and I mentioned it to you, Ujama, where it's, we come yes. together to raise each other up. So I began to use that to find people that I felt I could build honest, open, non-competitive, supportive relationships with. And suddenly I have a lovely tribe of women I'm connected to. So yeah. I, I I consider these pieces of gold. Somebody described it. It's they're pieces of gold we carry in our pocket. And so when I walk in someplace new, I look around and see who I'm drawn to and I go and talk to them. And during that time there, often they hand me a piece of gold or I hand them a piece of gold. We're all walking around. All around you are are people filled with pockets of gold. And sometimes you're supposed to give them a, a, a piece and sometimes they're supposed to give you a piece. So in interviews, I'm always being given the pieces. And my second book was the chance to take 38 of those pieces and give them wings and, mm. and let other people put them in their pockets. So we as women are wisdom holders. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I know I keep jumping in. I apologize. I'm just looking at the clock. We need to take a quick break. And yes, that was that's a great segue because I want to I want us to talk more about the wisdom of listening and how you found your tribe. We'll, we'll get into that even a little bit more as soon as we come back, okay? So it's this is Marilyn Wilson that I'm speaking with and you are listening to What's Next for Women Like Us. Agnes couldn't thread a needle before she came to the Women Like Us Center. 
She's now making clothing and selling them from her home. Valentine learned how to run her own business and now sells chickens and eggs to restaurants. And Jackie, Lucy, and Naisha have access to a small plot of land where they plant and harvest vegetables to sell at the market and have enough to feed their families. The Women Like Us Center in Nakuru, Kenya is dedicated to improving the lives of women. We find one another at the edge of the Nakuru slums. And now over 100 women go in and out of the center's doors every day to learn, to gather, to heal. Coming from a life of abuse, violence, physical hardships, and personal loss, their trauma is intense and deep-rooted, leaving no hope for the future. The center provides them a place of a recluse, psychosocial support, and a sincere pause for a better future. But we need your help. For a small monthly donation of $55, one woman has complete access to her own sewing machine, fabric, and supplies, and sewing classes. She learns how to run her own micro-enterprise business, and she begins to build a garden of goods that she can sell and feed to her family. Would you help a woman like Agnes, a woman like Valentine, or Jackie, or Naisha? Please go to the Women Like Us Foundation website and do your part for changing the life and the future of a woman and her family, one woman at a time. WomenLikeUsFoundation.org press donate. Go to womenlikeusfoundation.org, press donate. Now back to what's next for women like us. Okay, we are back. Uh, You're just now joining us. I'm talking with Marilyn Wilson. She is an author, a speaker, a, a interviewer. She's written a couple books. And right now we're talking about something I really do want to hang on to a little bit longer here, Marilyn. And that is about finding your tribe, which you talk about in your second book, The Wisdom of of Listening. And, you know, we, we all need a tribe. We do. I, I loved reading that, reading about that, quite honestly. So, What's the what is the importance do you feel for women to have the right tribe around them and what does that look like or does it, it probably looks differently for different women but uh, could you speak to that a little bit more Okay I I'd like to step back one second and give an intro to that which is simply we sure. are brought up or I was brought up and many women are brought up that everybody's supposed to like us and we're supposed to like everybody that that as we move through the world everybody they meet if we're doing it if we're doing it right and I'm going to repeat that again if we're doing it right people around us will be happy and we will get positive feedback and and that's not true what I came to realize uh when I heard about the concept of Ujamaa, which is a day in Kwanzaa, they talk about a village coming together. It's cooperative economics. So they come together and they raise all the village up together as one. And something about that rang a bell for me. So instead of trying to be good friends with everybody I I met, to do business with everybody I met, um, I started to wait for that kind of inner knowing as I met people. Who do I feel drawn to? And then as the relationship grew, the question is, is it mutually supportive? You invited me on your podcast. I did an interview with you. I love these mutually supportive relationships. We are not in competition. We are not talking about each other behind our back. Um, it It's once you start looking, it becomes either easier because it's very much a feel. Um, but I have wonderful women. They're all, I don't know, 55 and up right now that are my core group. And every time they have a success, I make sure I acknowledge that. And when I have success or when I have a need, they turn around and give it to me. They just, these relationships do not feel competitive. They feel mutually beneficial, which is a very Uh, I don't like that term because it's not warm enough. (laughs) I feel like we're swimming in the same pond trying to get to the same place, maybe. I also decided that my work relationships would be that way. 
the publisher I work with, the whatever, the printer I work with, whoever I have to work with um, on a business side, I want to feel that we're on the same page, that our goal is to lift each other up, that our goal is to give wings to people's stories, that all our, all our stories are important equally. Yes. And, and when you find those relationships, every time you find one, it adds and adds, and suddenly you have a tribe around you. Um, I've got goosebumps again just talking about it. Yeah. I am so grateful. If I could have started understanding this at an early age, what a better life I would have had. My, my difficulties during my early years of parenting, all those things, if I had understood how to build that tribe instead of trying to make friends with every mother at the school, um, everybody's in my world, but I call it, I tell people it's like a tree with rings. The very center is me and around that is my tribe. And depending the kind of relationship we have, you move in or out, and your relationship with people change. It's all fluid. Nobody's held away from me, but I keep those closest to me that I can trust, that I know that I can benefit and they can benefit me. And absolutely, I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking in order to put those, we'll call them boundaries, even though that sounds hard, but that's it. I think there's still boundaries uh, to be able to to decide that that you you will be with a certain kind of person that you have a reciprocal relationship. And I think when we get to that, it's because you know your worth. And when you go back into when we were little girls and many people get this and we had to be pleasers and we still fight that today as grown women and grandmas or whatever, pleasing, pleasing, pleasing. And I, I almost makes me think about the whole thing about truth that I talked about in the beginning of this, of this uh, interview and this show today, uh, that, that, you know, we, we have, we feel, we start feeling worthy and it's very, very classic that when women hit 50 and beyond, but it's very classic right around 50 was where it begins, that they stop and go, wait, who am I, who am I spending my time with? What am I doing in my life? Uh, and there's a, I, I did a questionnaire one time for a book that I was writing, and it was, I had uh, several hundred women that filled it out, and it was about happiness. And the number one thing that was not working for them for happiness, that kept them from being happy, is all the pleasing that they had to do for other people, honestly. Now, I, I haven't read that survey for a while, so that's, those weren't the exact words. But yes, and finding, finding your way, and not only finding your voice, I like to say speaking your voice. When, when, you, when you get to this space where you do know your truth and you do know what your worth is, and congratulations. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then what do we tell women that are listening that really want those first steps to be able to do that? I want to share a couple really important things is number one, all the things that people wanted you to change growing up are, are your strengths. So you got to quit trying to change you. you it, I always say it's like finding the garden. You're trying to paint, paint, uh, plant roses at the at the riverbank. It's not going to work. You plant roses in a rose garden. So, I felt my insane curiosity and intensity were suddenly welcome when I discovered interviewing. So if you have things that aren't setting well, you haven't found its purpose yet. That's a really good thing to do. That's an interesting, Second, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's true. That's what I discovered. And when I discovered there was a reason the way I was the way I was, there was a purpose to it, it's not as hard that I don't fit in any you know, I don't always fit in. I'm not a girly girl. I don't always understand the dynamics of it. There are just times like a baby shower, I feel totally out of my depth. Um, it's okay when you know you're the way you are for a reason. The other thing I want to share, and I just read this. Um, boy, I tell you, if you want to grow as a woman, read women's books. Um, I yes. read a book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle, who had a major shift in her life. I've read it. And 
Oh, and and the thing yep. that popped out at me the most in that that I that I not necessarily needed in this moment, but I thought it was a truth most of us need to know is that to live your best life, to choose your best life, sometimes means you are going to make other people unhappy. Yeah, and you have to accept the fact that they're going to be unhappy. Wow, how freeing is that? Honestly, yes. how freeing is that? I no longer yeah. try to make my children happy. I tell them they're loved. I tell them everything, but I have now stepped back and said, you're adults. If you don't accept me, that's not my problem. It's not fun, but I have to start from a place of what is my best life? What is it I really want? I I just turned 66. What do I want the next 10 years of my life to look like? Exactly. I and and that's important for me because they're my years to spend the way I want. And I'm fortunate to have a really wonderful supportive husband um, that that I feel very much an equal partner with. That really helps. Mm. This is my decision and it's in my hands. What do I want? And if somebody it makes somebody unhappy, that is something they have to deal with because my life does not should not make them unhappy. They and you know them. what? That takes a lot of guts it takes a lot of guts to have that to to fill that in for people and live that way i do still believe that not for everyone because some some women found themselves way years ago and they're on that they're good yep but but to but to make that change and i think particularly in our in our age group here that we're talking to it takes some guts to do it so that my next question to you is what are some tips for starting a new direction that you would suggest? No, I don't. <laughs> leap, leap. Um, I am. I have always been one of my gifts is I just leap. When I know in my heart I'm supposed to do it, I just leap. Now, the negative side of that, I, I don't think with any thought about what comes next. And often I, I haven't had the confidence to do it. So um, it's really important, I think, mostly to know if your head's telling yourself to leap or your heart. Yeah. If your heart is telling you to leap and you ground and you listen to your the, that inner spirit, you will be guided on how to get there. Yeah. If you leap with your heart and then your head comes in and said, okay, how are we going to do this, which is what I did, your head just messes it all up because you're not listening. You're just yes, the insecurity yeah. is so... Um, look for your passions, listen to your heart, make sure it's your heart talking. Um, there's another great book out there, but it's fabulous on audio called More Than a, a Woman by Caitlin Moran as well. Um, I'd recommend these two books any day. I know Glennon even said at the start, she started shutting herself in a, a closet for 15 minutes a day being quiet just till she could hear her heart. Um, but yeah, the, the hard part about leaping and making a direction is separating out when your head's saying, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think we should do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and you you make lists and stuff. And, and what needs to happen is you need to get quiet. You need to feel that passion. I get goosebumps every time I interview. I still do. It's been 15 years. Yeah. Um, it's, and you know, it's, you know, and you know, another piece I, that sparked a, a thought in this discussion and my brain is that I just recently was listening to Pema Chodron's uh, when things are falling apart <laughs> and that that's on audible Pema Chodron. I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. She's a monk and she's amazing. And she was talking about fear. So anyone who's listening, who knows that they want to, they want a new direction. They know what their passion is, or they know they want to find their passion. I should say, Fear can get in the way, but fear is one of the best things you can have because that means that if, if you can face it and act on it and do exactly what you were saying, Marilyn, just leap for it, do it anyway, that will be that is a huge gift for you. And it's very exciting to know what will be down the road. Nobody's going to die, you know, do it. <laughs> My mentor, my mentor repeats, and I think she's repeating it from somebody else. I don't have the quote in front of me, so I don't want to attribute it to anybody at this bit. But fear is excitement without the breath. So you got to uh, breathe. I love you got to breathe. I love that. Yeah. And the other thing I didn't learn until later was simply that if I am guided to do something, I will be led. 
So I would leap and then try to figure out how to do it with my head. You have to allow yourself to be guided. You have to shut out the outside noise. Mm -hmm. I mean, the number of times I said, well, maybe you've done enough or you're too stressed. Maybe you should stop. Well, you know, it's a journey and I didn't always walk it right, but I don't apologize for that. I'm learning as I go along. So now I'm learning to, if I get afraid, I'm learning to get quiet and remind myself, I know in my heart I was guided to do this. So that means keep doing the it. way the way will come one step yeah. in front of the other. What does my mentor say? One, one step, one moment, one breath at a time. And if I get really frustrated or upset or worried, I often repeat that as a mantra. I only have to be in this moment doing what needs. I, just let go of what's ahead. Just just try to take it back to this yeah. one moment. What am I yeah. guided yeah. in this one? Well, you know what? We didn't get to everything, uh, <laughs> but, but we're going to have to wind it down so we can finish on time or I get in trouble. Um, tell Your website to offer our, our our listeners your website and also your blog, which I know has some amazing, amazing uh, interviews and so forth on there. So could you please name those for us? Uh, the website is MarilynRWilson.com. And the blog is called Oleo by Marilyn, which is with an I. It's a melange of things. I, I don't like focusing on one things. But if you go to the website, there is a link to the blog. There's all my social media links. I would love to connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So in, in wrapping up the two questions, uh, I'll ask you the one, the first one. And it's what do you feel is next for women like us? I always dream and and I hope women women are ready. I dream that they will step into their position of wisdom holders. Um, in so many cultures, people look up to the elders, and I think women tend to stand one step below the men who are wisdom holders and and think they have something better to say. women's are one half of the equation. And we are responsible for our daughters, for our granddaughters, but also for our sons and our grandsons. Um, step into your power and, and pass down those lessons. Don't be afraid. You're not, you're not a silly older woman. You are an elder and you are a wisdom holder and everybody has to share their wisdom for us to move forward. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I could talk about that for a couple, three more minutes, but <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> okay. And what's your theme song? Oh, that was that was hard. I had to get quiet and sit in the closet for that one, but it goes right <laughs> in hand with that respect by Aretha Franklin. It all comes down oh, yeah. to respect uh, and coming together. Sense. Not whatever your gender, whatever your age, uh, whatever your religious affiliation. It's all about respect for me. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's such a big, big word. And I love that song. Marilyn, thank you so much for being on my show. Everyone's got your contact information. You'll also have a, be able to get on what's next for women like us.com. And we'll, when this goes to podcast, which it should in about a day or maybe two, sometimes it depends, but it does show up on uh, iHeart and all the podcasts that you get. And we'll have a link on our website for that as well. Thank you so much for being with me today. You're listening to What's Next for Women Like Us. It's time now for our wrap up with Linda's Views, where Linda Rendleman shares what's next for women like us in these vibrant times, plus her personal thoughts and resources for living your best life. Well, that was such a lovely opportunity to get to really dig in about, especially women in our age group, you know, where are we? Where do we want to be? And Honestly, it kind of goes with my theme song on this show. That's a new attitude. You know, if you're holding back and you are, you know, you just know you'd like to do something different and there's a lot of years left and what a great, great time to to reinvent yourself and do something new and do something maybe you've always wanted to do or something that you just found out yesterday that you'd like to try that. Go for it absolutely go for it and find your tribe you know we women we support one another 
that's another whole conversation. There was so much competition back in the day. I know it's still there, but we are really, we have a culture of supporting one another, definitely and for sure. And just back to finding your truth where I started this morning, write it down. It really does make a difference. It's like what Allison Fallon said, the magical truth write it down and find it and use it. And it really does come to you if you take the time to write. Don't forget about my big offer for Valentine's Day. Maybe you can be one of three. Come to women like us. What's next for, sorry, what's next for womenlikeus.com. And um, I'll have it on up there in probably about a day. So, um, okay, have a wonderful weekend. And I'm so glad you joined me today. Oh, I forgot to say one more thing. Kay McDonald is my next guest next week. She's the founder of Charity Charms. So stay well, stay safe, and be true to you. You can find What's Next for Women Like Us with Linda Rendleman on iHeart, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out our website, whatsnextforwomenlikeus.com to learn more about Linda's coaching opportunities, guests, and subscribe to her blog. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.